So the title of um, my talk tonight is Wanted Your Heart. And don't think of a wanted poster, but think of um, now hiring. Think of, um, you know, um, uh, if you were to apply for a job, that kind of wanted. So, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how this came to me. About a month and a half ago, roughly, um, I started to put together a resume. And the original title was going to be resume, your resume. Um, and I started to put it together. And my wife asked me the next day. I had put it off. And then my wife asked me the next day. And she said, uh, did you get that done? I said, it was, it was a lot. So she said, why is it so hard? It's just a resume. And I was like, well, it's been a while since I did it. And a whole lot had transpired. And so there was a lot of information to put on, unlike my first resume. My first resume, when you have your first, there's, you either have too much or you don't have enough. There's no, oh, this is the perfect resume. This is going to get the job. It's either too little or too much. And I remember my first job when I was applying, um, you know, my first job was a dishwasher at Pizza Hut. I never put that on a resume because I didn't know how to make that fancy. So <laughs> I, uh, I decided, so I, I worked at a grocery store. And so on my resume, I put handled financial transactions. Because that sounded better than being a cashier, right? So that was going to give me a job in juvenile corrections um, because I handled financial transactions, which had one, but it had to sound good, and I didn't have anything to put on there. So I, I just made it up. And then, uh, and Pastor will know about this, and, and being from Boston, you may know about this, but I worked in uh, bottles, bottles and cans. And... Um, so I would put on there that, and this was before like environmental friendly became like a green initiative. So I would put like uh, maintain uh, and followed through on environmental uh, protocol. <laughs> now what I did was in New York, you get you, you get a, you pay a deposit. So anytime you purchase a beverage, you pay a deposit. So you get a two liter bottle of soda, you pay five cents. If you want that five cents back, you've got to take that bottle back to the, to the grocery store or to the recycling center. Um, now, nobody wanted to work in the bottle center because after the weekend, everybody would come in with garbage bags of cans and bottles. And they didn't rinse them. They didn't empty them. And you'd leave. So you'd get them, and you'd have to count them. And, while you, and, and they're in a hurry because they want their money because they're going to go buy what they just gave you. <laughs> So they bring back all their party materials, and they're half filled with beer and cigarettes. And so you're, you throw them into one container. And then when there's nobody at the counter, you go in the back, and you sort them by brand. That was how we had to do it. That. So, but uh, who was going to hire me based upon my environmental initiative? And if, thank God that they didn't ask me what I was doing because they had to realize, like, oh, you worked at a grocery store. We know what you did. But I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what they made you do based upon what you put here. But we do that with a resume, right? So, um, so, while I, so I was putting that together, and, and she was telling me to hurry up with it. And then um, I kind of left it alone for a while. And um, two Sundays ago, Pastor Keith had mentioned the word resume. Now, he hadn't asked me to talk yet, but I was like, i got to keep working on this resume. What are you telling me about a resume? And then um, after Pastor Keith asked me to speak last Wednesday, we were driving home and got behind a, uh, a vehicle, 
and it had um, Galatians 6, 4 through 6, which I'll get into in a little bit, but I was like, I didn't know it, so I looked it up, I pulled up my phone, and I was like, ah, I've got to talk about my resume. I got to talk about resume and what that means. So I'm going to talk about it from the worldly side. Um, a resume is nothing but an appearance, right? It's us presenting ourselves in the best appearance. That's all a resume is. This is where I am. Hire me based upon that. It is a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper that you hope will get your foot in the door and you're going to stand out. And on that piece of paper, first of all, you've got to meet the qualifications. And after that, then you, they're going to go through the, the resume and they're going to figure out, well, do I want to interview this person? And then the next step is you hope that interview, they can see more of you and then you get the position that you're, you think is the one that you want. And then I got to thinking, what if we gave God our resume? What if, what if God just gets that piece of paper? Because we will present an account of ourselves, right? And it's not just going to be what we would put on the resume. <laughs> it's not just going to be, well, there were 52 Sundays, and well, and by percentages, I was at 64% of all the services, uh, well, at least the Sunday services. Not, well, not both on Sunday, but not, okay, well, and not, not the Wednesday, and then, well, there's six fast weeks, except Labor Day, the September one, there's only five, but then all of a sudden your percentages change, but you're not going to put that on the resume, right? So God, what if you were presenting that to God, but God is like, what if he just took your resume and just crumbled it up? We know what that option would be. What if you didn't even get the interview with God? What if you didn't get that opportunity to interview with God, to say, wait a minute, I, like, because he knows all. He already knows it. I tell, I tell students all the time, don't let me catch you with something that your mother's not going to want to hear about. Because your, your mother, the first thing your mother's going to tell me is, uh, my child doesn't talk like that, or my child would never do that. That's the first response. And I said, please don't let me break your mama's heart when I have to show them that you know those things that she doesn't think you know. Now, what if we showed those things to God? God already knows them, though. We think he doesn't know them. We're just going to put them in the darkness, and it'll never come to light. But it always comes, because God already knows. So what are we hiding from? What are we running from when... We, you know, I, I say that clearly, but, you know, when I present my true resume of where I'm at, all the things, not just the appearance things, but all those things. Now, we know what a resume is about appearances, but a resume gives a history. It's a summary, but it gives a history. And I, I, Trina mentioned this in the past, and it stuck with me. She talked about how we're historians. And I've mentioned this before, and I just love that, how we get stuck in history. In our resume, we get stuck in our resume. Okay? It's either not good enough or something happened to us, and we can't get past it, and we get stuck in our history. We get stuck in the things that have happened in the past, the pain, okay? the things that we had to go through, the challenges. But sometimes we get stuck in the good. <laughs> we get stuck in the good of, man, look at my resume. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah check, check that out. There's no way they're not going to call me, right? Look at, look at all that stuff. I'm overqualified <laughs> for this position. Just look at that and say, yeah, did you see all the titles that are on there? Did you see all the letters that are attached to mine? Did you see all the things that I have? And we get stuck there. It's like, well, that's their loss because, you know what, somebody's going to pick me up because I'm too good not to be picked up. Right. So we're either stuck in the history of what we, where we're at 
And where we're at is sometimes struggling, challenged, pain, suffering. And then sometimes we're like, I've got this. I'm too good. So we've got to get past our history, but sometimes that prevents us from going where we want to go. So when you're, you're submitting your resume, you've got to figure out that's where you've been. It's about where you're going, and I'll, I'll bring the word into this later as well. The second thing is qualifications. It presents your qualifications. And I think of Natalie Stringer when she gave her testimony. She sat up here, and if you did not hear it, she sat up here and she talked about, so uh, I applied for a job, I wasn't qualified, I got the interview, I got the job. <laughs> applied for a job, wasn't qualified, got the interview, got the job. You mentioned this just a little while ago, but what are those things that keep us from doing the things that we want to do? And it's that fear that sets in that I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified, why am I not qualified? Well. If it's not your qualifications and you think you're qualified, because my wife says this to me all the time, she's like, well, if you want to do that, then you should leave it up to God. You shouldn't be the one preventing you from doing it. And I'm like, well, you know what, uh, it might impact your job or it might impact you, and I, I don't want to do that, so I, I just displace it all onto her. Like, it's her fault that I'm not applying for a job. The woman who said she would go to North Dakota, nothing against people from North Dakota, I'm sure it's lovely. But she said... You know, hey, if, this, if you had to go to North Dakota, then we're going. And I was like, wow, that's... <laughs> if she told me she was going to North Dakota, I'd be like, oh, all right, yeah. But she, she's like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, really? So I just, when I, when I think about how we hold ourselves back, well, that's not the hiring practice right now. So since that, I tell her that all the time, like, that's not the hiring practice right now. If that's not the hiring practice, then you know what? I'm just, I won't even take the next step. And her response is always, well, you know what, if you did that, if they offer you a job, then it can be a, a discussion. Or if you want to take that step, then it can be a discussion. But you're not even getting to that point where it's a discussion. Like, you've ended discussion before we can have a discussion. <laughs> because we end up in selfishness, right? Like, Ryder just went to trial. And they said three things. And it's this, like, this is... You're about to get paid to do this. You're not in college anymore. This isn't your typical showcase stuff. They said, number one, you'll get shut down if you're selfish. If you don't play defense and if you turn the ball over. And they stopped games and sat people for doing those things. Not like, oh, well, you're a superstar and you played for such and such team and you have all these stats, all those qualifications, right? But selfishness. And everybody in there is comparing themselves. Well, Ryder got two points. That means I got to get four points because he can't have two points. Ryder got a rebound. I got to get two more rebounds. Ryder turned the ball over. Yes, I look better. Don't we do that? Don't we do that in our workplace? Don't we do that in our life? Don't we always, we're always comparing ourselves based upon qualifications. Yeah, we were all invited to be here, but you know what? I've always thought it interesting when people compare contracts and how much money they make. What are you trying to do? <laughs> you have started something one way or another. You're going to feel bad, better about yourself or you're going to feel worse about yourself. And then you're going to be mad. And who are you going to be mad at? You're going to be mad at somebody who gave them that much money, or you're going to make somebody mad who gave them that much money, right? And we do that all the time. It's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't get this. And there's, there's testimony after testimony when you go through the Bible of all those types of situations about, hey, you know what? We're comparing ourselves. The kids who went out and played basketball and just did exactly what they needed to do, um, what I, uh, those are the ones who looked good on the court. 
and it'll show up what my my wife and I always say uh, it'll show up on film it always shows up on film um, film is great for that because it shows people where they're they're truly at and those things come out your attitude uh, how you're hustling all those little things show up great teams really elevate doesn't matter if it's in the workplace doesn't matter if it's you know for why this place is elevating is because of the body you know and the body being together and the body not being selfish okay the body willing to defend what is right which is the mission of this church right uh, defending uh, what uh, trying to get to that fulfillment you know not making turnovers but when you aren't turnovers don't get caught up and then move on to the next thing okay recognize that you have fallen back so as far as that's what you know a resume gives you that history and we can't get stuck in the history and we can't get stuck in the qualifications um, so I was thinking about people that you want to work with so wanted and the title really comes back here towards uh, later the later part of this talk but wanted your heart what if you were hiring somebody to take over your heart what if you were going to do that and, and hopefully this will all tie in when I get to the end but what if you were hiring somebody to do that we were at a hotel in Atlanta and uh, we were doing some we're gonna do some laundry and we went down to get some change and this guy said oh yeah I got it right here open the cash register there was no change didn't have any quarters it's like oh I'll get some and I was thinking he's gonna go in the back I'm like okay he said but it's gonna be about 10 15 minutes cuz I gotta run across the street to the store and I was like okay like I said we can go get it he's like no no I'll get it so we went and sat down in the lobby and of course somebody came in uh, to check in and then somebody was having a problem with the room keys this guy um, this guy's dealing with all that looks over at us and says I didn't forget about your coins and we're like you're I, I'm sitting here I should be the one walking and, and getting the coins but this guy handled all that he sprinted out of the hotel and he came back and beads of sweat on his bald head when he came back isn't that what we want on our resume you talked about commitment isn't that the type of commitment to customer service I don't know that I don't know if I'll ever stay in the land again but if I do guess where I'm staying right there because somebody you know that guy I don't care what his title is his title doesn't impress me who he was I'll go anywhere with that man if I could hire a position, I'd hire that man because of based upon, you know what, you got, you got that something, you got that heart. We talk about in athletics, you got to have heart to play, right? I want somebody who has that heart. You got a lot of the other things, but you got to have that heart, wanted your heart. That's what is wanted is your heart and all those things. So, um, you know, when, I, when I'm, I was looking at this, God had me go back and look at some things would you would you hire a prostitute when your life was dependent on it and would you return a favor a promise to that prostitute would you hire the son that the father never even brought to the event because he brought all of his other sons would you hire the individual who was serving the king even though the king didn't have a good heart because he was protecting someone he, he called his daughter but was, was a different relative later on would you hire that person because they weren't presented 
So when we look at your resume, things, your resume, change is difficult. Your resume means that you want change. There's some kind of change that's coming. Usually that change, like in, in some of the situations I've presented, that fear holds you back because now I don't want to change, I'm comfortable. I know everything that's going on, even if it's good or bad. So that keeps us out. But let's go to uh, Philippians 3 and 13. I'm reading out of the King James. Philippians 3 and 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, in reaching forth unto those things which are before. That history that is on our resume, we've got to let that go. That's not what we're reaching for, right? That's not the end game. That's not the finishing point. We want to reach, and there's, a, there's another version, I think it's amplified, it says strained. Strained toward that. Okay? Reaching forth into those things which are before. That's where we're going. We want to look at where we're going, and where we're going to get there, we've got to be growing. We can't just be standing still. We can't be complacent. We can't be comfortable. Um, also, in, in looking back and dealing with, so, so if, if you've got to forgive somebody, then forgive them. Because you've got to put that part behind you to move on. Because forgiveness is for you. Once again, it's not for them. Let's look at Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. This is about leaving the past in the past. I love this. This is, I think, uh, the first time I heard this, um, Will Allen spoke uh, when we first were coming to the church. But Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us. And here it is. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Why are you trying to run somebody else's race? Why are we trying to dictate the race? It's interesting. Uh, Ty was talking about, or Pastor was talking about, not liking places. And I'm going to call it Ryder. I give him a lot of credit. He's worked at Bojangles. That's the only job he's ever had. He's 6'8", and he's bending over fryers, filling out chicken all day long, and he can't stand it. But he goes back. And I give him a whole lot of credit, because a lot of people would have been like, you know what, I'm out of here. But he, he continues to go back, because he's got to get something out of that. That race that is set before us. Who said it before us? Us? Your resume? The things that you did? The race that is set before us? And with patience. We want to we get there so bad. We want to get all those things. You know, we want to get, you know, we want Chris and Harold playing in the NFL. But his shirt says it all, trust the process. We got to trust that process. Because there's a race that we have to run. And we have lives to impact, and people's lives are at stake. Um, Mark 11, 25, and 26. Still looking at that history part. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. 
So we have to forgive. We have to forgive, and we have to run our, our race. We have to run our race with patience. We can't look behind. We have to keep moving forward. That resume shows you where you're at, but that resume isn't where you're going. Only you can, only you can get there by trusting the process, being patient in the process. Am I qualified? Um, here's what, when, I, when Natalie spoke that night, it, it stood out to me because I definitely uh, feel like I have uh, obtained positions that I am not qualified for. But I look at, uh, and, and everybody knows this, I mean, you probably know all these, but let's go back to Philippians 4 uh, and 6. And you've heard this, and I just, I just request that you just focus, because sometimes when we hear things, when we hear things, it's like those kids at that camp that Ryder was at that tryout. They said, don't be selfish, and what they do? Oh, I'm going to be selfish. I've got to show you what I can do. You're here. You've shown us what you can do. Now see if you can listen and follow instructions, right? So that's that step that um, that uh, you know everybody doesn't listen. And sometimes we hear these things like, I know this. I got it. You can repeat it back and forth, right? But be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. If you don't think you're qualified, then you're leaving it up to your worldly man. And the worldly man takes you out of the situation. How many situations? How long has what Tanya's been doing been prevented because she has talked herself out of it while God was calling her name and saying, hey, do this? You know, Ty, how long has God been calling his name? But we sit there and we say, well, I'm not qualified. Well, I can't do this. Well, I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm just going to let it go. Th that'll come to me. <laughs> God wants you to take that next step. But you've got to pray about it. You've got to pray about it. You've got to, because how else are you going to hear from God? <laughs> you know, my, my wife will say, and the boys, you know, the boys don't talk to me. <laughs> she says this. And I'm like, well, they have a hard son. You know, boys, sometimes boys don't always just come in say everything that's on their mind. Uh, you know, they don't just sit down and have a conversation that doesn't make it right. And she said, no, it doesn't make it right. But uh, she does say, I want them to talk to me. Doesn't God want us to talk? So yes, uh, the boys should be talking to mom, but we need to be talking to God. He's not going to answer it. Like, if we don't talk to him, he's going to oh, now you want me. <laughs> now you have time for me. All right, maybe you need some time in that smelly, nasty fish, right? <laughs> Maybe that's where you need to go because now, right? And that's the way we treat people sometimes. Oh, you haven't called me in a while. You haven't texted me in a while. Oh, you don't have time. But now you have time for me. Why are you processing all that? Why are you processing all that? Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray to you. I pray to give me wisdom in this moment. Allow the Holy Spirit to come on me so that I can answer this in a godly way. In Jesus' name I pray. Did you ask God or did you try to control the situation? And that's what we do with our resumes all the time. I want to close with a couple of things. I want to close that Galatians 4, Galatians 6, 4 through 6. Galatians 6, 4 through 6. I think that's where I'm at. Oh, yes. 
This is the one I saw on the back of the truck that confirmed that I need to talk about resume and work because stop comparing ourselves. Galatians 6, 4 through 6. But let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Right? Let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. So we can't be comparing ourselves to others. We have our own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches, teacheth in all good things. We've got to be in the word. We have to be in the word. But we also have to understand that okay, we have to run our race. God set that race before us. And that was the confirmation that this is what I needed to talk about. Um, 1 Samuel 17, 33 to 37. 1 Samuel 17, 33 to 37. First Samuel 17, 33 to 37. And this is what I call David is presenting his resume to Saul. Well, in 32, David says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. So, and Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philist this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth and he a man of war from his youth. He has all the experience. He's just a boy. You don't belong. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. He just presented his resume, right? Just told him, look, this boy, this is what he did to this lion and this bear. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go, and the Lord be with thee. Wow. Gave all the credit to who? The Lord. He didn't say, David, David did this. Right? How did I do that? The Lord. The Lord delivered me. The Lord delivered me out of the mouth. Just presented his, his resume. Because at first, his resume, hey, if he turned that into Saul, nope, I don't have time for you. Because you're just a boy. There's no way that you could actually achieve this. So no matter what anybody tells you, the Lord is leading you to do it, you need to follow through and do it. Um, uh, let me jump back to, well, let me jump back to uh, Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God's just given us a job, right? He's given us several. He gave us a job. 
We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That's what we should be doing. Um, and I want to go back to 1 Samuel 16 and 7 because this is when the title changed. And this is why it's wanted your heart. 1 Samuel 16 and 7. So Jesse's presenting all his sons. He leaves, he leaves David in the pasture, right? <laughs> so he's presenting them. He goes through all of them. He's presenting all of his because there is a great position at hand. And Jesse's like, oh, no, son number one, son number two. He's working through them all. But this is why wanted your heart. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. Don't just look at the resume that's presented. Because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For a man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And it was that when I realized, wanted your heart. That's what God wants is your heart. God wants your heart. And just think about why are we building our resume? Are we building our resume to compete or to sacrifice? Are we building our resume for ourselves or for the body? Are we building our resume for appearances or for the kingdom? On a resume, it says objective. I put to present myself as a living sacrifice. In that period, part where it says education on your resume, the word, that should be all you need. Meditate on the word day and night. Experience testimony in its ongoing process. Skills and awards, the gifts that God has presented to me, the award, that treasure that is hidden in our earthen vessel. And we can go on and on, but um, that's, uh, that's what I had to share today about God and, and just that he wants your heart.